Hello, High Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the Gospel of Luke, considering the costs of the kingdom. And we are, uh, but well, Greg is joining us today. Greg is a full-time staff uh, worker with InterVarsity. He's also uh, one of our co-directors of our Cambridge congregation. And uh, we're going to be talking today about Luke chapter 13, where Jesus is going to say some pretty famous things. You're going to, even if you've never read this passage before, I'm sure you're going to recognize some of the things that Jesus says. We're in Luke chapter 13, verses 22 through 30. And Greg, if you would be willing to read that for us, that would be fantastic. Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he went, always pressing on toward Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He replied, work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom, for many will try to enter, but will fail. When the master of the house has locked the door, it will be too late. You will stand outside knocking and pleading, Lord, open the door for us. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you came from. Then you will say, but we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. And he will reply, I tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Get away from me, all you who do evil. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for you will see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you will be thrown out. And people will come from all over the world, from east and west, north and south, to take their places in the kingdom of God. And note this, some who seem least important now will be the greatest then, and some who are the greatest now will be least important then. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Basically, Jesus is on a, uh, a, a course that is that's the final destiny is the cross. So this is a very kind of uh, serious moment in the story. It is a uh, reaching this climax. Um, but in the midst of this, there is someone who comes to Jesus with a question saying, you know, how many will be saved? Like, what what is it going to be like? It's going to be a lot of people. Is it going to be everybody? Is it going to be just a few and different people had different interpretations at the time. Most Jewish people thought that anyone who was of Israel would be saved. Jesus kind of dispels that notion later. It's basically saying, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they're going to be there. The prophets are going to be there. But many who are, you know, their physical children will not be entering. Whereas the Gentiles from east, north, south, and west, many of, many of them will be coming and entering into the kingdom before you. Um, but this question is like, you know, how many will be saved? And I know that as a young believer, this is a question I asked. I know a lot of other people asked. And and it's interesting that Jesus refuses to answer this question. Right. He doesn't right. give an answer anywhere here. Instead, he says, you, like, well, the, the you is implicit, right? Like, it's work hard. Well, who work hard? You work hard to make sure that you enter into the narrow door because many will fail to find it. Uh, and yeah. so he takes this desire to focus externally, maybe takes this person's anxiety that it's focused externally, wanting to know about other people's business. And Jesus turns it around and says, you know what, take that energy and you worry about how you're doing with God. Um, and even this phrase, you know, uh, that some will, uh, some will be, uh, who are last will be first, or some who are greater will be less, you know, whatever way you want to translate this, um, is another way of Jesus kind of leaving us in the dark. Because if you were to, if Jesus were to say that, you know, all who are first will be last, well, then that would be your answer. You'd be able to know exactly where people uh, stand. Well, everyone who's least is going to be reversed. You'd have this kind of definitive 
uh, a guide to how to judge people. But Jesus is saying, right. look, some will be, some won't be, many will be, many won't be. In other words, you just can't know. So in other words, it's not your business. Leave judgment in the hand of God. God is going to sort all this out. In the meantime, what you can know is, is how are you doing with God? How are you doing in answering the call of God? And, yeah. and on that note, there is a, a common, I think, misunderstanding here. And I'll, I'll be I'll be honest, I I I think I have misread this parable uh, for the longest time until today, mm. uh, because in this parable, I've always understood it. I've always heard it talked about, um, you know, may, uh, that, you know, many people will say, Lord, Lord, you know, we know you like you. You taught in our streets and all of that. You, you sat and ate with us. And they've interpreted this in terms of, um, you know, like in this group of Christian people, like within our fellowship body, there are going to be some people who are going to be true believers and there's other people who who really weren't true believers and God's going to say, get away, I didn't know you. And so, you know, kind of like feeding into this kind of Christian anxiety, am, am I like one of the true believers or, or right, not? And, right. and maybe you can use other passages for that purpose, but but this particular passage isn't talking about that because the the, the hmm. setting is a master who locks the door as as people are coming in. Uh, you know, one possible setting could be at a wedding feast. What uh, Jesus talks right. about that in a number of other circumstances. Uh, it's not specified here, but the idea is that there are some people who have been responding to the master's voice and has been responded to the master's invitation, and they've been gathered and they've followed and they've they've entered the house and now the, after they've all entered, finally the master locks the door, and it's only after that. That there are other people who come up and say, wait a minute, what about me? Can I come into the, can I join in as well? And, and the master's like, no, you know, I don't even know. I don't, I don't really even know you uh, just because mm. you were like one of, you know, Jesus, it's almost like Jesus is saying, just because you're one of Jesus's fans, just because you're someone who like was part of the crowds and were really interested to hear what Jesus had to teach. That's not the same thing as following Jesus. Being a fan is not the same thing as being, being a follower. And, and there's, a, I think, a, a natural question here uh, that the master could ask. I'm, I'm inserting my own imagination here. But mm. a natural question could be, you know, if you have failed to follow the master's voice all this time, you've, you've ignored uh, all the invitations that have led up to this point, because there's all these people already inside. Like, they've been listening. They've been right. following. Right. And, and now you want to come in when you've never listened to the master's voice before. You've never responded to the invitations before. Well, you know what? It, it it's too late now, and, right. and it's a it's a stark warning. Again, it's a parable. You have to be careful about not interpreting it too literally. Sure. But I think one point it certainly does get across is that one. I think we should be focused on our own walk with God, not anybody else's. And two, yeah. the time to follow God, the time to respond to Jesus is now, not some other time or whenever. It's not about being a fan or thinking that Jesus is great, but rather actually. Uh, choosing to follow, to listen to the master's voice and follow in the master's footsteps, to follow Jesus now rather than later. So I, I think this is the time yeah. and, and it's up to you whether you're going to follow. Uh, uh, Greg, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage and, and how you see this working out in your own life and your own ministry experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everything you said is is really insightful and true. And I think it challenges this um, pervasive kind of fear and anxiety that people have, many Christians have about, am I, am I really saved, right? You know, um, Lots of people kind of have that question, right? You know, I, as a kid, uh, I grew up in the church and we'd have this sort of special Bible weekend where special speakers would come and year after year after year, they'd invite you to kind of like come to Jesus. And I'd say, well, I guess I should pray again, just in case I, I wasn't surely in before, right? And so 
um, you know, you, you can we can laugh at sort of my my six, five, six year old uh, kind of lack of understanding of things. But there is a question uh, that I think many people have felt, even whether you're six or 16 or 60, about the nature of what well, am I really in? And when I hear that that guy asking about, you know, will, will many be in? Will many, many few will many few be in? I mean, it sounds like someone worrying about their their kind of grade point average or class ranking, like if there was some sort of exam where there's a cutoff, right? You know, I think you know that there's a there's a reason in our kind of world that we do things that way, but I think it seems to be importing that kind of idea into God's kingdom, and that's not really the way that Jesus has really ever talked about being part of the kingdom, right? Following him, whether that's as part of a crowd or as an individual, is sort of like this: you kind of keep your eyes on Jesus and you just go. And you were mentioning also like the the wedding uh, banquet, right? Every other time those kind of contexts happen, the other people who are invited, they, they, they take for granted the invitation is a good invitation, right? You know, there's another passage where uh, this, you know, in another parable where he says, I've got this feast. You've been warned. I've told all of you, you know, I sent you the, the uh, save the dates a long time ago. And like, you should know it's coming now. And then they have many excuses why they can't come now. They said, oh, I'll, I'll come later, but I can't come now. And so then Jesus says, well, I'm going to invite other people then because this is good food and this is a great time and you should be celebrating. And then those folks kind of come late. And so I just, I'm just reminded that, this passage doesn't kind of exist by itself. There's this uh, larger kind of um, universe narratively that that Jesus has already talked to us about, about how people, you know, they, they say they want to follow Jesus, but if you actually look at their choices, they don't really. So um, I don't know if that makes everyone feel better, but I do think there's something really powerful about it to say that, hey, it's really not about your, you know, your Christian grade point average or something, right? It's not about um, your kind of holiness index, right? It's it's really about are you are you waiting with and walking with Jesus? Um, because if you're not, then you might find yourself on the outside, right? Um, so that that I, I guess that's comforting, right? You know, it, it is sort of a, a foreboding sounding story, but I think that is comforting um, and can help us kind of take our focus away from the the wrong kind of things. Yeah. Well, yeah, and again, given the context of Jerusalem, a lot of these uh, of Jesus uh, being on his. Uh, final voyage to Jerusalem, final trip to Jerusalem, uh, there are a lot of uh, more serious passages that we're encountering right. here. And, and there is uh, a kind of um, a, a need to do something now. And I think actually that's the thing I find really comforting in this is mm. that ultimately the the outcome of this story for us is is really in our hands like like of yeah. course the only way we anyone can be saved is through the grace of jesus christ and and right. there's nothing we can do on our own apart from what jesus does for us and all of that absolutely amen a hundred percent at yeah. the same time right. the choice to respond to that message of grace to accept that invitation is a hundred percent up to you it's a hundred percent up to me yes. for myself and so Yep. In that sense, it really is in our hands, and and we don't have to be looking at how other people are doing. I think that's right. one of the nerve wracking things if things are great graded on a curve, right? Like, uh, yes. is we're constantly yes. worried not just about how we're doing, but how are we doing in comparison to everyone else? And and Jesus right. says, you know, take that off of the plate. Like, you, that's not a, that's not your concern. Just you right now. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to make you fail. Jesus isn't trying to make yeah. you. This is right. an right. invite. Just respond. And so yeah. that really is up to us. And uh, as long as we're asking the question, the invitation is still out there. It's not yet too yeah. late to say yes. The door has not been locked yet. Um, so, yeah. you know, for anyone who's considering that, you know, ask yourself, why haven't you, if you haven't said yes to that invitation okay. yet, then then maybe it's time. And it's, again, it's an invitation, but yet there is this warning that there is a time where it will be too late to say yes to sure. that invitation. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's I'm wondering if, if you have any thoughts, and uh, you know, please share with that, and and uh, and then uh, would you please uh, close us in prayer? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, as you were sharing that, I, I'm reminded how you know so there were students who I'd work with in my campus ministry context who, um, because of this kind of fear or guilt or, or shame, some of it, you know, uh, because of specific things they've done or experienced, they would say, "Oh, I, I don't know if God really wants me." And, you know, through the kind of scripture, it's like, it's really clear. God really wants you, right? And even this passage, though, it sounds sort of foreboding. It's like, no, like, uh, Jesus is ready and waiting. Like, there's, from Jesus' perspective, any time is a good time to follow him, right? Um, and then some of these other stories, and even this story, other people seem to have other reasons why they, they don't want to, they're not ready yet, or what have you. And, you know, that can that's understandable, perhaps. But actually, from Jesus' point of view, it's like, no, at any minute, this minute, any minute, that past minute, the next minute, these are all good times. Any time you pick is a good time. Just Just please say yes, right? And I think what's comforting, like you said about this passage, is that if that's the reality, if the reality is that any time is a good time to follow Jesus from his perspective, then it really is actually strangely in, in our own kind of hands to, to kind of turn to him, right? Uh, and that, that's sort of fascinating that um, no matter where we are, no matter how dark or bad things have been or, or what we've done, Jesus is still saying, actually, the party is still open. Like, this is a good time. You, you, even now is a good time to turn to me. And so I think that um, that there is a challenge there, but it's really one that I think leads us to uh, comfort. And actually, this is a sense of agency, right? We have a sense of agency to say, oh, Jesus says what he means. The door is actually open. And I, I could decide that that's a door I want to go through or, or towards. I hope that that invitation encourages uh, anyone listening um, about whatever God might be wanting for them. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and as you pointed out, like the, the whole last and first image there, like if you, even if you think that you are someone who isn't worthy of being invited, Jesus yeah. is clear, like, hey, some who are last will be first. It's yeah. it, it's not a matter of where you start out. It's a matter of just following, following Jesus. Not it's yeah, it's there's yeah. there aren't any qualifications. It's an invitation right. that goes out to everybody. And all right. of us are going to be surprised at some of the people who are at that party. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you pray for us, Greg? Yeah, we'd be glad to. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the chance to um, contemplate your word. Uh, would you help us uh, recognize that you as the master of the banquet, you as the master of the house are are, are really eager to have people come on in and uh, help us receive that. Help us uh, in the best sense, uh, worry about ourselves because actually you're, you're worrying and waiting for us too. Uh, so would you help us do that? Uh, whatever invitation you have, God, help us hear it and say yes. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you can join us on uh, this Sunday. Uh, Pastor Walt is going to be preaching, and uh, I think it's really going to be a, a special time. And uh, join us again on Monday, where we're going to continue our walk through the Gospel of Luke and join Jesus on his journey to the cross. Go in peace.